Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky for Friday, September 25th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, my co-host and I, John DeShazer, will be speaking to Super Bowl champion head coach, studio analyst for NBC, Tony Dungy, a huge guest on the podcast today. Excited to talk to Tony. A great interview with him. He talks a little bit uh, about his background, his time in Indianapolis, him and JD go way, way, way back um, and reminisce a little bit. He also, of course, gets into the Saints versus Packers, what the Saints need to do to adjust uh, after coming off of that loss against the Raiders, what they need to do to adjust against a good team in the Packers on Sunday night. Of course, you can all watch that Sunday night football matchup um, on NBC at 7.20 p.m. Tony Dungy is studio analyst, um, so make sure you're tuning into that game on Sunday night. little Sunday night football action for your New Orleans Saints. Can't wait for that. Um, some announcements before we get into our interview. Don't forget another week, uh, another game means another opportunity for you to win some money. Go to NewOrleansSaints.com backslash community backslash 5050. Just because uh, we're all at home does not mean you can't purchase your 50-50 raffle tickets. You can win half of all of the proceeds that go into that 50-50 raffle program. So um, make sure you go online and purchase your ticket. Uh, you, Like I said, half of the proceeds will be designated to you, and then half of the proceeds will go to the Saints and Pelicans Gulf Coast Renewal Fund. So uh, neworleansaints.com backslash community backslash 5050. Also, you can tune in to Dome at Home live on Sunday. We will have your show an hour before kickoff, so at 6.20, you can tune in to Dome at Home Live, whether it's on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints app, wherever you watch your live feed for the New Orleans Saints, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is, uh, be sure to tune in to Dome at Home Live. We have a lot of exciting stuff that you are not going to want to miss. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Tony Dungy. We now welcome on the show Tony Dungy, Sunday Night Football NBC studio analyst, Super Bowl champion head coach. The list goes on. Tony, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Well, thank you, Caroline. It's great to be with you. Tony, first of all, I know this is a podcast, so people aren't going to be able to see this, but you put JD and I's background to shame. It is all about the virtual <laughs> backgrounds here uh, in our virtual age. You have the complete trophies, you have footballs, you have everything in the background. I have a curtain and JD has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my study and, and unfortunately, it's the only quiet place in the house. We have 11 children, so uh, I have to have that little getaway, but it, it's been awesome. Uh, a lot of these footballs and memorabilia, it's because you've been involved with some great teams and great players. And I'm really, really just uh, thankful for the, the group that I've been with over the years. Tony, I have to ask, you said you have 11 children and during the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of families have had their children return back home. I don't know how old all of your children are, but do you have 11 children in your house right now? We actually have eight of them in the house. And so it's been nice during the pandemic, we did have to draw together and do things because you couldn't go. And, and a lot of the kids camps in the summer were, were closed. So we had to find those ways to connect and it, it actually brought us closer. That's great. Tony, I've got one son and he's not in the house with me and I'm so thankful. Um, 
<laughs> but but as you as you mentioned, a father of, of eleven and, and eight in the house, how do you navigate that? How do you, I guess, distribute time? Because I've I've seen quotes where people will say, like, you know, I love all my children equally, but you know, you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, how do you how do you navigate that? It, it is a little difficult, and I found that you have to do it just like a coach. You have to make a game, game plan. Uh, coach Payton has practice plans that he follows. Uh, we, we have to do the same thing. Hey, Jason's got soccer today. I'm going to be at that. Uh, Justin has volleyball practice today. I, I'm going to try to be at that. Uh, so-and-so has a game. Somebody has a performance. And you have to script it all out. But you, you do really think about, who do I have to spend time with? Who needs a, a little extra love uh, today? And, and try to plan it out just like a coach would. Yeah, I've got to ask you this about football. Now, how have you, an even-keeled, uh, reasonable man, managed to stay relevant on Sunday Night Football as an analyst when, you know, everything's about hot takes and everything's about bluster and, and a lot of things are about you know, not necessarily um, – allowing things to play out, but jumping to a quick conclusion and riding it hard. How have you been even keeled in this atmosphere? It's really funny you asked that, J.D. Uh, 12, this is my 12th year now, which is kind of unbelievable. But uh, when I was uh, finishing up my coaching career, Dick Ebersaw from NBC came to me and he said, we'd really like you to be an analyst on our show. And I said, I, I don't think so. I don't have a gimmick. I'm not like these guys. I'm not a loud guy. I'm, I'm I just don't think it's going to work. And he said, no, that's not what we want. A lot of other shows feature that. We want you to just be informative. Tell our audience what's happening, why it's happening. Educate our viewers. And I said, boy, I think I can do that. That's right up my alley as a coach. But are you sure it's going to work? And he said, trust me, you know, this is what we want, how we want to build the show. So they've never asked me to be negative. They've never asked me to be loud and boisterous. Just allowed me to be myself. And uh, that's kind of the biggest thrill I get when I'll meet people in the airport or whatever, and they say, you help me understand the game a little bit better. Uh, so that's what I try to do. Now, this is an aside. I saw you in an airport one time. <laughs> and actually, I was going to ask for your autograph. I don't generally do that, but I got I to throw a little background in here. When I was growing up, I was a huge Steelers fan. Now, of course, I work for the Saints, so I can't stand the Steelers' guts right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a huge Steelers fan because, you know, back in those days, you only had three channels, and one of those channels was FC Games, one was NFC Games, and the other one was ABC. Well, the AFC game was always the Steelers. So I knew more about the Steelers than anybody. So obviously I followed your coaching career, I mean, your playing career, as well as your coaching career. And so when I saw you in the airport, I was like, should I, should I? You know, I kind of started doing this little dance, you know, back and forth. <laughs> should I? And I didn't, and I kind of regret it because I was like, you know what, I, I missed out on, on an opportunity there to, you know, not just get a, a, an autograph from a great man, but from a Hall of Famer. So I just threw that in as an aside. You know, I was a huge Steelers fan growing up, but all Saints fans know now, I hate the Steelers. I hate the Steelers. I hate the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you sound like me growing up. I was uh, young when the, that Steel Curtain era started, and I watched the Immaculate Reception and everything with my dad. And then five years later, I find myself in training camp, and there's Terry Bradshaw and Joe Green and Lynn Swan, and I'm the same way. Before I get cut, maybe I should get some autographs here. <laughs> and, uh, sure enough, I made the team, and it was one of the biggest thrills of my life. Wait a minute, y'all. There was a time where there was only three channels? 
Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and the, there were only you know, two games, and you had to watch the Monday night highlights to find out what other people did. I mean, wow. you, there was nothing like it is now. And if you had a favorite team, like JD's team was, was the Steelers, you might have to wait until Monday night to actually watch a highlight to see what they did. It was crazy. Or pick up yeah. a newspaper. And the, or a newspaper. Off, <laughs> and the stations went off at midnight, and you had to turn the channels by hand. And, you know, we walked to school in the snow three miles each way uphill and that kind of thing. <laughs> and lit the house by wax and candle. Um, <laughs> Tony, obviously the last six months have been have been really heavy um, for a lot of people. Well, for, for all of us, honestly. But you are have always been a positive guy, shared positivity. How have you been able to pull out positives over the last six months? I think you really have to focus on that. And you can get caught up in things that we can't control and what's difficult and what's tough. You know, we mentioned all our kids and we had to do that. Okay, we can't go to, to camp that you normally go to, but what can we do? And what can we find that, that's going to be fun and exciting? And I think we have, have had to do that as a country. And we're, we're going to have to continue to do that for a while. There may be things that we're not able to do as, as we did in the past, but there's still a lot that we can benefit from. There's still a lot of life that we can live. And we have to look for new ways and new challenges. Now, Coach, you've always been great about keeping things in perspective. So where does football fit in all this, the NFL? You know, I was one that really started out, I don't know if we should play. It was so, there was so much uncertainty. And I'm like, let's get our country together. Let's get our health together. Uh, we now have our kids back in school. They've been in school about three weeks now. I was nervous, but it's going well. Uh, two of my boys are playing football, one in middle school, one in high school. And it's been great to get out there and be part of that and, and see it. And I understand how fans want to see it and they want to get back to normal. So I think football is a part of that. That Hey, we're comfortable in our routine. We're seeing the NFL now. Uh, we're watching games on TV. Even if we can't go, uh, it's still there. And I think that has helped. I really do. I think so, too. And I want to focus now on the um, the Sunday night football matchup, Saints versus Packers. We're all excited for that. We're all looking forward to it. Of course, we get to watch it on TV, as you just mentioned. Um, Tony, if you're a coach in that Saints locker room, coming off of a loss in the fashion that the Saints lost last week, expecting to be 2-0 and going into this game, what are you saying? What are you focus on, focusing on this week in practice? I think it's getting back to who we are. And uh, we had the Saints on uh, Thanksgiving night against Atlanta. And I remember being in there and the coaches talking about, hey, we just have to be who we are. And for so long, we've seen explosive offense, but, but precise offense from the Saints. And we've seen big plays on defense. Well, in that Raiders game, the, the offense was just a little out of sync. I think a lot of that had to do with Michael Thomas not being there. When you take that focal point away, then other people have to step up. So I think what uh, I would concentrate on is, okay, let's assume Mike's not going to be here. Who has to step up? Who has to do a little bit more? Not a lot more, but just a little bit more. And then on defense, um, take away those penalties and, and make sure we're sharp and on our techniques so we don't self-destruct. And those are the two things I would really focus on this week if I were the Saints.
All right, we'll get back to our interview with Tony Dungy in just a second, but quickly a word from our friends at SeatGeek. Just like all of you, SeatGeek can't wait to get back in the stands with you to cheer on the Saints and sing along to our favorite songs again. They're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in the Big Easy easier. Plus, every purchase ticket, every ticket purchase on SeatGeek is protected by their buyer guarantee, which means you get your money back or better, even if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Can't beat that guarantee. Download the SeatGeek app today and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Man, I can't wait for the time to be right. All right, let's go ahead and get back into our interview with Tony Dungy. Coach, what have you seen from Green Bay? Because, you know, team jumps out of the gate, scores 85 in its first two games, really applies the pressure to the opponent by saying, okay, we're going to make you one-dimensional because he got in such a lead. Yeah. Stay balanced and come back from 20 down. Yeah, two things I think they have really done well is, number one, Aaron Rodgers has gotten more people involved in the passing game. It used to be, hey, Devontae Adams, we know he's the big gun. Let's try to shut him down. But they've utilized more and more receivers uh, spreading the ball out, and then they've got their running game going. Aaron Jones has, has given them a really, really big lift. So now they're diversified on offense, and I, I think that's rejuvenated everything. And, and so the Saints, that's what they're going to have to focus on. It's not just, oh, keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket and stop the big plays from Adams. It, it's really looking at the whole spectrum, and, and Green Bay's been very good out of the gate. You know, what are you kind of seeing for the season as a whole? I mean, it's it seems – fairly unpredictable and obviously it's only two weeks in so it's hard to be concrete about anything but what are you foreseeing from the season in terms of I guess surprise teams or or teams that you know might do a little bit better than we might have projected well I think number one what's happened with this pandemic and the havoc that it's created the offenses are a little bit ahead of the defenses everybody had to kind of slow down a little bit the, the quarterbacks, the veteran quarterbacks were able to take their group of guys, hey, let's go to a high school and work out, or let's, I can throw with this player and then go throw with this player. So you've seen the Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson's come out on fire. Uh, the defenses will catch up as they get more work in. But, but I think where we're at is, is we have had a few teams kind of surprise us. Buffalo, uh, no one, I didn't see Josh Allen just, you know, coming out and playing this well. And then You've got um, a team like Washington, who everybody said, oh, they're, they're rebuilding. And they shocked Philadelphia in, in week one. So um, what it, it, it is, is we can't just sit back and say, well, it's, it's going to be par for the course. The Saints will be there. You know, we know they're going to be there at the end. Uh, New England's going to be there. Um, we have to really look at and, and say, you know what, there could be some surprises. There could be some teams that we hadn't had on our radar that we, we've got to be careful about. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Okay. Steelers player, uh, Tampa Bay coach, uh, Indianapolis coach. Do you have a favorite team of those three or are those kind of like, are those kind of like the kids, you know, you, you got to kind of navigate which one, which one you love today and tomorrow, and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I'm always going to be with the Steelers uh, because that's where my roots are. I met my wife in Pittsburgh. Um, I have so many roots there. The Rooney family is just so special. So I'm always going to cheer for them. Uh, as you mentioned, Tampa gave me my first head coaching job. I'm always going to, and we live there. So I'm going to root for them. And Indianapolis is where I won my Super Bowl and Jim Irsay and that 
family is so special to me. So those are my three favorite teams. Uh, when they play each other, then it becomes hard. I don't know who to root for. <laughs> you know, I, I got I to say this now. I'm, I'm giving you credit for, you know, being one of the guys who helped make me a Steelers fan when I was younger. I also have to give you credit for this. I worked for a newspaper here for 20 years. And in order to become a columnist in the sports department, I needed to write a test column. The test column I wrote, you know, was Tony Dungy should be a head coach in the NFL. That was the test column that I wrote. And that was the one that probably pushed me over the hill. So Tony, you might, I might owe you like 18 years of my writing career because maybe if I had written a different column or a worse column, uh, might have not, might not have gotten that job. So, that was before. I might be showing a little age here, but yeah, that was before your head coaching job in Tampa Bay, and I was, you know, one of those guys who was saying, you know what, this guy should have a job, and so it worked out well for you, obviously, and uh, and it worked out well for me. Uh, yeah, that was a great time in my life, even though it was kind of a nerve wracking time. People were saying he's going to be a head coach, but then other people were saying, no, he doesn't have the demeanor, he doesn't have the temperament. As a Christian guy, he's too nice. Maybe he's going to have to change. And uh, I just kind of stuck with it. And eventually the Lord put me in the right spot in Tampa. And it was, uh, it was wonderful. Um, Tony, when you talk about a guy like Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints, he has challenged himself over the last few seasons of being consistent because he has a uh, he's susceptible to kind of getting bored with plays when he doesn't have to rise to a challenge. In the first week, we saw him against Mike Evans this past week. I, I think he would agree he didn't play up to his potential. So when you're talking to a player, when you're challenging a player like Marshawn Lattimore, how do you challenge him to be more consistent? I think my first coach, Chuck Knoll, said it the best. And he, he said, champions don't do extraordinary things. Champions do the ordinary things better than everyone else. And that's what I would tell Marshawn. Yeah, it's easy when you're playing Mike Evans and you know you're going to be the focal point and a lot of balls are going to come that way uh, to get up for that. But if you really want to be a, a Pro Bowl corner, you want to be an MVP, you want to help your team hang on top of the details. And that's where I think Marshawn does struggle a little bit. Hey, when I don't think they're going to throw to me, they don't have a dynamic guy. Um, this is not going to be a big game for me. That's when you tend to see him get beat. Now, when he plays against those great ones, he rises up. But the Saints need him to be that every single week. Well, Tony, we appreciate you so much for your time. We look forward to hearing you on Sunday. Actually, I want to ask you a question before we go. Um, the Sunday Night Football crew has has made it a point of emphasis this year to hand out meals to local hospitals in the area of the hometown team. When, where did that start? Was was that, you know, originated in a, in a meeting somewhere, in a virtual meeting somewhere? How did you guys come up with that? You know, it really came from this discussion of, of social justice and everything that's going on. And, and Malcolm Jenkins, we're actually going to do a feature on him uh, during the show on what he's doing with the Players Coalition. But that's what it kind of came down to. Everybody has ideas, but what are the action steps that some of these players are taking? What are the action steps that organizations are taking? So as we would ask that question every week, we kind of thought, well, what are we doing? You know, we, we talk about this. We say we want action. We want to find out what others are doing. What can we do? And we felt like that was one thing since we're coming in usually on a Thursday or Friday uh, every, every week. We're going to be there three or four days. What could we as NBC Sports do to help out that local community? And it just seemed like a win-win situation. 
Well, we're certainly winning. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining us on the show today. We appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday night at 720 as the New Orleans Saints take on the Green Bay Packers. Awesome. Great to see you guys. We should have a fun time. All right. Thanks to Tony for joining us on the show today. Man, 11 children. I don't I can't even begin to think what I would do with 11 children. That's a lot. Uh, but thanks to Tony for joining us on the show. Like I said, uh, NBC studio analyst. You can watch him on Sunday night as the Saints take on the Green Bay Packers at 7.20 p.m. We will have we have had all of your coverage on NewOrleansaints.com. So if you're listening to this, it's Saturday. You have nothing to do. You want to go on NewOrleansaints.com. JD has your articles from all throughout the week, keeping you up to date with everything you need to know about the Saints. We also have all of our interviews online, uh, everything you need to know about your Saints available on NewOrleansaints.com or your Saints app. So be sure to tune in. Another reminder, make sure you are tuning in 6.20 p.m. on uh, Sunday. almost forgot what day we played. On Sunday uh, to Dome at Home Live. JD and I will have your Dome at Home Live pregame show uh, presented by FedEx. So make sure you tune into that. All right, that'll do it for the Friday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeking. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Thanks so much for joining us on the show, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Hopefully we'll keep coming back with a Saints win on our Monday edition.